I'm Dr. Felicia Mebbin, the host of Health Healing in Hampton Roads, and I'm so excited to be here with our guest for today, Ms. Brianna Ricks. I had to look down just for a second because I was misspelling it. Hi, Brianna. How are Hello. you? How are you? I'm so excited to be here with you all today. Well, that's fabulous. So what we're going to do is first start with talking a little bit about you. So what's your connection to Hampton Roads? Right, so I grew up in Franklin, Virginia. As I was just telling you before we jumped on, a lot of people don't really know where Franklin is. It is about 30 minutes outside of Suffolk. Born and raised there. I always, it's very small, and I always had to come to like Norfolk and Chesapeake and the other seven cities for different things. I've always been in this area, so I just am so connected and I've always done things here what better way to serve the community than to serve a community that you grew up in. Right, yeah. that is so cool. So tell us a little bit about your training, your education, and then we'll get into what you actually do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I grew up in Franklin and it's small there and I wanted to get to a big city. I ventured out to Richmond and I graduated from Virginia Commonwealth University in 2015. That, well, I'm saying that. It feels like <laughs> Well, see, like, you're still young enough. Know. You can say the year. That's okay. <laughs> 2015, I graduated with my bachelor's in uh, health and human performance with a concentration in community health education. Real interesting story. I actually started out as pre-nursing, believe it or not. Oh. And I realized very early on when I got there, this is not for me. I was in anatomy class. It was getting a little hazy. We were getting like doing some serious stuff. And I said, you know... I don't think this is it for me. So I talked to my advisor and she told me about the community health education track. And luckily I had already taken quite a few classes that lined up. So it worked, it worked out for me. And that's how I got into the community health education. And I started doing some internships and whatnot. And I really, really enjoyed it. After I graduated from BCU, I spent some time um, at a nonprofit in Richmond as an outreach and enrollment specialist. So I was helping people get enrolled in the Affordable Care Act, as well as working in the community, participating in community events, and just leading people to our nonprofit and uh, just leading them to other resources that were available to them as well. Mm -hmm. After that, I ended up at VCU Health System. So back at VCU again as a medical outreach worker, certified community health worker as well. I was doing home visits with patients for a clinic that housed patients that had four or more chronic diseases. Mm -hmm. And they also had significant social factors, which we know as social determinants of health. Just working with them, getting in their homes and doing health education and seeing what it was that was really impacting them to be their most healthy selves that they could be. And I did that work for about three years, and now here I am with the American Heart Association. I came home to help take care of my mom. She had an extensive surgery, mm. and I was working with her, and the American Heart Association job came available, and I said, why not, you know, continue to serve the community that I grew up in? So here I am. Well, that's, that's so great. I'm glad. Thank you for sharing your story, because I think I always like to add a little bit of part to it that focuses on how people decide or how people come to the careers right. they have, right? right? Because students, high school students, college students, I think yeah. sometimes they think it's all linear, you figure it all out, you step, step, step. It was physics for me. So I was gonna go to medical school, I had taken all the biology, all the chemistry, and yeah. I got into physics and said, hmm, not aligned with what I'm enjoying right now, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I changed my mind. So it's so funny how that ends up. We actually were working with I forgot what we were doing that day, but it was very intense, and I was just like, it's 
it's a no for me. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. Yeah, and that's okay, right? Because right. part of the college experience Absolutely. is figuring that out, right. right? Figuring out who you are and what you like and what best aligns with what you're passionate about. Exactly. And then that sets you up to do what you're doing now. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your role, your title, what you do, how that fits with your background, because you have an MPH as well, right? Yes, I actually got my MPH last year, 2021, nice. in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. I got that from Liberty University, and it is specializing in health promotion, so I was Perfect. super excited about that. Right, so tell us a little bit more again about what you do for the American so, Heart Association. I am the Community Impact Director with the American Heart Association, and it encompasses a lot of different things, so I'll try to touch on each one as briefly as I can. I really focus on implementing policy system and environmental changes in our community. So that's really making sustainable changes with community partners, clinics, things that we can do in the community that is not just a one and done, right? We don't want it to be a one and done. Okay, your blood pressure is high, go to the doctor and send you on your way. No, we want to implement programs that are going to continue helping the community. So that's one major thing that I do. Also, you'll probably see me a lot in the community at community events, handing out resources and different uh, giveaways. We do a lot of work with our churches as well, wellness fairs. Any of our community partners that are having community events, I can guarantee you I will probably be there <laughs> handing out some resources on heart disease and encouraging people to get healthier and do what they need to do to take care of themselves. But that's pretty much what my job really is on a daily Right. Okay. Yeah. So again, backing up a lot. That was yeah. woo woo. Wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. Okay. Right. So public health is yeah. about helping communities and individuals mm -hmm. with their health right. outside of the healthcare one-on-one -on -one engagement. Right. right? And mm -hmm. so what, what I hear because I'm public health trained is that <laughs> you're engaged in public health because you're working on policies and programs and all of that. Mm -hmm. So would you say what you do just one more time? Absolutely. Just say that part because I think the more the different ways that we say it, the more can, people can kind of sink into Absolutely. what this means. We, I work with lots of community organizations, clinics, hospital systems to really create sustainable programs in the community that are going to continue on, not just, you know, when someone, a lot of times what happens is you implement a program at a community center or what have you, and you know once someone leaves then the program leaves with them and that defeats the purpose of serving the community so the idea is to really work with our partners strategically to implement something that's not going to be super hard to implement and not something that's going to go away when someone else leaves something that everyone can kind of have their hand in because at the end of the day it's about serving and improving the lives and the health of those that are in the community nice. kind and of... sustainability right, exactly. i mean you did a great job the first time it's just you know when people aren't familiar <laughs> right. with it sometimes right. hearing it a different way right. so that was really great thank, thank you, you so much so give us an example of something that you've recently worked on then. Absolutely, this is my favorite part. Yay. <laughs> I actually do a lot of work in Portsmouth as well. And if you're familiar with Wesley Community Service Center, that is a community center. It's located in the heart of Portsmouth. We did some of our heart healthy cooking classes there. So we went virtual with those for a little while because of COVID. But once we kind of were coming out of COVID, we were like, okay, we need to get hands on and start seeing some people. So we worked with Wesley and we brought our um, cooking classes back in person. So as we're working with them, you know, they're doing these healthy cooking classes, learning how to cook these healthy recipes and whatnot. Um, 
I talked with the executive director and I said, what else is it that we can do to bring more services to this service center? You all are already serving the community. They are giving away food on Tuesdays and Saturdays. They have a clothing closet where people can come and get clothes low cost. They help with SNAP benefits. They're already providing the services. What can we do to help you enhance what you're already doing? So doing the cooking classes there and knowing that Portsmouth has about 39 to 40% of adults that have high blood pressure, we knew that blood pressure was a problem. In talking with her, I said, what if we gave you all some blood pressure cuffs and you can take blood pressure while people are here already getting food because they're already coming to get food and other services. Why not take the extra step and provide them with something else that they're probably not getting due to access or other reasons? And she was just all over it. So we gave them the blood pressure devices and the idea is that when people are coming on Tuesdays and Saturdays, they also offer that they can get their blood pressure checked while they're there. Now, I know you're probably like, okay, so y'all are just checking blood pressure. What do you do if somebody happens, has high right, blood pressure, right? right? Right, So the idea is that if someone, let's say you come in and your blood pressure is 150 over 90. You know that's high. Anything over 120 over 80 is considered to be high blood pressure, right? They are then given a referral slip, and that referral slip has Hampton Roads Community Health Center on that slip, and that's a um, community clinic that's about one or two blocks away from Wesley. And I did that purposely because, okay, you're giving me this information, and I still have to drive across right, town right. to go to the clinic. Or I have to I'm have not, insurance. I exactly, have to have all those things, right? Exactly, mm -hmm. and people just don't do that. So the good thing about Hampton Roads Community Health Center is they're one or two blocks away, they see people that are uninsured or underinsured. They have other services there as well, like dental services and other things that people can, you know, benefit from as well. And the other piece, which really just kind of ties everything together, we were already working with Hampton Roads Community Health Center as well. And they have committed to really working with, you know, patients that are hypertensive. They have committed to improving blood pressure control already. So what better way to connect the dots than to send people that are, screening positive for high blood pressure and send them to a clinic that has committed to improving blood pressure control. It's just, it nice. all just worked out. So we implemented that um, back in February, March, I believe, and it has just been a joy to really see how it unfolds. That's nice. It's so amazing. I always tell people, you know, these issues are complex, so we need complex solutions in Absolutely. some ways, right? Like That's what you're it. saying right. is makes a lot of sense once you figure it out. Right. But right. the connections are so important. Absolutely. So why have one focus right. when your whole, your body needs attention and we can connect you in different ways? I said you can connect them in different ways. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what I love the most about, you know, the AHA. We don't just focus on heart disease. You know, we have five different things that the organization nationally focuses on. So not only are we focused on improving blood pressure, we're focused on increasing nutrition security, making sure that people have adequate, not just adequate food, but food that's healthy for them and not going to exacerbate any chronic conditions. Mm -hmm. We also have been focusing on eliminating tobacco and e-cigarette use. That's something else that ties into heart disease that we're focusing on. Um, community response. We really realized when the COVID-19 pandemic happened, like, okay, we need to kind of figure out how we're going to support the community through these times and tie it into how it plays into heart disease as well. And lastly, we're focusing on reducing risk for women too, because we have to take care of our women as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, was, I think we sort of hear, 
as women go, right, the family goes in right, some res exactly. in some respects, right? Because mm -hmm. we tend to be the caregivers right. for the community and the family. We'll take actually, care of everyone else before we take mm -hmm. care of ourselves. So we are, you know, just as at risk for heart disease, if not more, mm -hmm. than men as well. So it's, it's so important to um, take care of ourselves to tie all those things together. Right. That is so cool. Yeah. So what are some, some other, I mean, I know you have a lot of projects, so what's, what's something else that you guys are working on in the community? Yeah, of course. So we also, I know I kind of talked about the community side, so let me get clinical. We do something similar with our clinics as well. They're called self-monitoring blood pressure loaner programs. And actually, Hampton Roads Community Health Center implemented one of those as well. I love how everything just it, right, absolutely. Yeah, so we work with clinics and we give them um, blood pressure cuffs that patients can kind of utilize as a library book program to kind of compare it. But instead of taking a library book, you're taking a blood pressure cuff home to monitor your blood pressure. If it was high in the clinic, we know white coat syndrome is a thing. So a oh, lot of sure. times patients come in and their blood pressure is high, but we don't know what their numbers are looking like outside of the clinic. So mm -hmm. we give them a blood pressure cuff to take home. They can check it while they're at home, write down their readings, bring it back to the provider, and the provider is able to get a better depiction of how their numbers are at home and can treat them accordingly. So that's just something else that we kind of do on the clinical uh, side as well. Nice. And it's very concrete. Again, right. it seems so simple, yeah. but it isn't being done, evidently, because otherwise you wouldn't need to do it, right? right. <laughs> well, it's, it's all about the access. A lot of people do not have access to blood pressure devices. Mm -hmm. and we know a lot of our pharmacies, you can go and get your blood pressure checked, but then the transportation issue comes in. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't mm -hmm. have transportation to pharmacies or other places where they can get their blood pressure checked. So we want to eliminate all those barriers and you know, just meet people where they are. That's, that's, that's it. Meet people, meet people where people they are. are. That's really what it's about. Nice. Yeah. And so is there any follow-up with that, though? Because if I did that at home, and I think I have done that, but I have to admit I didn't do it regularly. But, <laughs> yeah. so, but if I do, if I take it home and I use it for a while and then I see the pattern, mm -hmm. what's the instruction Right. for what happens after that. So yeah. typically the provider will tell the patient, okay, I'm going to give you this blood pressure cuff and I want you to come back in three to four weeks and we'll look yeah. at your readings okay. and then we'll treat you from there. I must have left that part out. My apologies. No, that's, no, that's okay. <laughs> We're learning. We're right, sharing right, information. Right. <laughs> right, but yeah, so that's, that's the idea. They take the cuff home and write down their readings and they communicate with their provider, you know, during that time. Mm -hmm. And when they come back in for a follow-up, they go through and they're able to kind of chat and say, okay, it was high this day, it was lower this day, what were you doing, and taking notes and all of that. So, yeah, it's it's one of my favorite programs to implement with our clinics. Nice. And how far, I know you, I think your office or the office that you work in, it's regional. Like, would you explain sort of the reach of, I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right. So right. you're in a an office or so how's that work? <laughs> actually work 100% remote here in Hampton Roads. We okay. Do. Yes, we work 100% remote, but you know, typically I may have to go and visit a clinic, so I'll, you know, go out and visit clinical partners, community partners, um, may go to a community event here and there, but for the most part, I am doing all of this from my desk at home. Okay. <laughs> and so, but are you, is, it, is there a regional office of the American Heart Association right, that so, you belong to? Or So okay. our regional office, I guess I would say, is in Richmond, Glen Allen. 
Oh, that's okay. Where, like all of our mail and all of that, you know, those items go to. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I know mm -hmm. because we have started having a conversation as in Norfolk State University yeah. and the American Heart Association <laughs> that we are going to be working together on something. Would you mind sharing information about that? Absolutely. So we are going to call it our HBCU edition community conversation and we are collaborating on some different health topics that we can bring to our college students. You know, me being, I don't want to say, a, I guess I'm not a recent college graduate uh, anymore. Yes, I mean, you are. But yeah, um, so community conversation that kind of focuses on the needs of our college students. And one other thing that I was actually going to mention later on, I really encourage college students in particular to get on a health regimen, something mm. that is going to keep you healthy, whether it's committing to going to the gym three or four times a week, getting 150 minutes of exercise, which is what the AHA recommends. I was going to say 150, that's very specific, it's not, but okay, okay. That's what we can re-recommend, it's, it's really not Wait, that a much. week, right? Yes, a, a week. Okay, okay. Yes, 30, 30 minutes a day for five days a week, that's not Okay, terrible. okay, okay, Once fine. You, you do it like that, it's not, it's not as much. 150 minutes sounds like it's a whole it lot. It does, right. It's really not, you can break it up as much as you like, you mm -hmm. know, if you want to do 10 minutes here, 20 minutes here, an hour at the gym. Oh, that's a good it's point. Really, right, mm -hmm. it's really mm -hmm. what works for you, and mm -hmm. that's the important thing to take away too. You know, you have to figure out what works best for you because what may work for someone else's schedule may not work for your schedule and what you have going on as well. But I encourage I encourage people to start early because here I am, you know, 30 mm -hmm. and I have all these things going on, working with the AHA, taking care of my mom, have other things going on, extracurricular stuff. Things are going to start to get busy as you get older and you're going to feel like you don't have as much time to mm. get, you know, in the gym and exercise and do you know all the things so the earlier you can work it into your regimen and make it a habit the easier the easier it becomes for you as you get older and it's something that our bodies need our bodies need to move they weren't meant to sit still right. so just we're going to talk about things like that um at the community conversation and just other things that would be of benefit to our um, college students i'm so excited about that yes and we are too <laughs> so what are some of the other conversations you've had this is the first hbcu one right. what are some of the other ones so last year i believe it was last october we actually had a community conversation with bonds of course and that one focused on the hesitancy surrounding the COVID 19 vaccine specifically in communities of color so that was absolutely that was one of my favorite ones as well um, we also did a another community conversation on maternal health and hypertension as well. And like I said, since reducing you know risk for women is uh, one of our priorities, it's so important to focus on maternal health as well. It's, it's just so important. It's one of my favorite things to focus on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very exciting. So before we get a little bit more specific about what people can do, because I also want to talk a little bit about what if they want to be you? Like, what if they want to go out into community oh, and do things? But before, <laughs> but before we get there about, about that, um, again, this is talking a bit, sort of connecting together what you talked about a little bit. So, what kind of preparation would someone need if they wanted to be a community director? You know, working with the AHA. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm going to say two main points. I think my first thing that I want to say, I think I touched on it a little earlier. It's so important to be passionate about what it is that you're doing, because if you're not, you are not, 
you are going to be not happy. Those long nights, the right. the, the focus you have long to have nights, is not going to be there. Morning. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just think about it. I wake up every day and I enjoy what I'm doing. So it's not a burden for me to go to work because I enjoy working with the community. I enjoy, you know, teaching people how to better take care of themselves. If I wasn't doing that, I don't I don't think that my quality of life would be, you know, as great. Mm -hmm. So I encourage people to do something passionate that you're going to know that you enjoy doing. Second piece I want to touch on is internships. And I know that's cliche. I know everyone says most programs require that you do an internship, <laughs> but it's so important. I secured my two first jobs out of college from my internship. And a lot of times people do not want to do internships because a lot of them are unpaid. Some mm -hmm. of them are paid, some of them aren't. But neither one of mine were, but the benefit that I got from doing those, you know, unpaid internships was phenomenal. I connected with community partners. I was able to learn from people who are in the field that I want to be in and kind of can coach and mentor me to kind of tell me what I need to be focusing on moving forward if I want to get to where they are. So do not, you know, shy away from those unpaid internships. Any, any internship is great, but just don't shy away from the unpaid ones either. And it's so important to really get your foot in the door. You don't know where that internship may take you. Mm -hmm. so. It's so important. I mean, there is discussion about people taking advantage of unpaid interns. But <laughs> however, again, it's sort of an investment. You right. have to sort of exactly. calculate whether or not it's worth it right. because of the networking that you do, because mm -hmm. of the knowledge that you gain, mm -hmm. the experience that you gain. And sometimes it is. Sometimes Absolutely. if you can swing it, right. you know, sometimes it is. I have definitely swung it, I will say. Just, you know, <laughs> I, I would not have had those, um, those opportunities if I hadn't done those internships. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important, especially for women and black and brown people and yep. people who may not be as well connected up front I agree. you get your foot in the door they Absolutely. can see oh yes right. you're amazing Absolutely. and they may not have ever met you right they, if, they you know. remember they remember that you were that intern that came on time mm -hmm. they were they will remember you were that intern that went above and beyond and you know stayed longer than everyone else or were willing to help and do whatever it was that you need they will remember that mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. And so are there opportunities again for, let's say someone wanted to volunteer to work with the American Heart Association, Absolutely. what would they do? Well, I actually was going to say, um, we are actually looking into potentially having, because we, you know, we're sitting down one day and realize we are right here in Hampton Roads. We have so many universities. I'm sure there are so many students that will want to intern with us. So we are actually looking into that and there will, you know, probably be more to come on that at a later time. But for right now, our heart walk is an amazing opportunity to be engaged, you know, meet other, some of our other community partners, see how the AHA, you know, does things in the community. So our heart walk is always um, in November. It's actually, um, we actually have two. We have one that's in Chesapeake and we have one that's in um, on the peninsula side as well to kind of make it, you know, convenient for everyone. But that mm -hmm. would be an absolutely amazing opportunity for anyone that wanted to volunteer and just get more involved and to get up and get moving as well. That would be an amazing opportunity. So how would they find out about it? How would, where would they go to get more information to volunteer? Follow us on social media. Okay. So we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So our Facebook is American Heart Association Virginia and Instagram and Twitter is American Heart VA. Um, and it's, it's really great if you follow us on social media because you mm -hmm. find out about the community events and opportunities to volunteer. You also find out about things that we 
are um, other community events that we may be participating in that you could also volunteer or things that you just want to you know come to a couple of weeks ago I uh, participated in a National Walking Day event in Chesapeake we had that on our social media page so if you're just looking for things to do or other you know tips on being healthier or how you can get involved that's a great way to start is to follow us on our social media mm -hmm. and where are these cuffs are where, where all these resources yeah. are and to emphasize you don't have to belong necessarily to that community center or whatever right. to come in right. and take absolutely. advantage of the resources absolutely right? we are focused on like i said sustainable and you know having that reach you know impact is in my title community impact director so focused on having that large footprint and making that major impact great and again the advice you had as well is not just i mean we were sort of focusing on college students because yeah, we're yeah, sort of yeah. here at Norfolk State and college students are amazing. Right. But it doesn't mean that your reach is not about oh, no. folks of all ages, right? No, absolutely. And I would encourage everyone to really not just follow us on social media, but our website at heart.org. And if you want to get specific, you can see what Hampton Roads is doing. You can go to heart.org slash Hampton Roads. But the overall American Heart Association website is has a plethora of different resources. Um, there's a recipe section up there that has heart-healthy recipes. Mm -hmm. Most of them are 10 ingredients or less. You can okay. go up there and learn how to get cooking in the kitchen for yourself or for your family or what have you. There's just um, endless resources on our website as well as our social media. So I would encourage everyone to take advantage of that as well. Right, and that would be a trusted resource, yes, right? Because sometimes there's so much information out there, it's hard to know <laughs> where to go. But now we have a place yes. where we can start to get Heart. some of this great information. Heart.org, so easy. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. So is there any message you want to share as we're sort of ending the episode here? I will say, as I said earlier, get on a health regimen. It's, it's so important to get connected with um, primary care as well. You know, you don't want to go to the hospital for something as simple as a stomachache or an earache. You want to have someone that you trust that you can go and get health care if you need it. Um, get on an exercise regimen early. Get that 30 minutes a day. I don't want to say 150 yeah. minutes. 30 minutes a day. Right. In. And last but not least, just eating healthier, making small steps. People think that, you know, making small changes, it takes too long for the big change, but they really make a major difference. Drinking more water, eating more fruits and vegetables, just committing to taking care of your body so that your body can take care of you. That's what I'll say. That sounds, that's so great. And then also I want to encourage people to be like Brianna because <laughs> <laughs> we need a, you know, people from diverse perspectives. Right. So if this is something that people are really excited about, but right. not just do it, not just, I mean, right. doing for themselves as well as, right. wow, I can go out into my community and yeah. help people with this. I yes, you it. can. <laughs> and Absolutely you can start with volunteering for the American Art Association, yes. for example. We'd love, we'd love to have you. We'd absolutely love to have you. Trust me, there is plenty to do and plenty to learn. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you so much for thank being you. with us. This was really fabulous. We love you sharing your experience, your passion, yeah. your perspective, your knowledge. This thank was you. really great. Thank you so much for having me and I'd be happy to come back again. Okay, you guys heard it here first. She's happy to come back again. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you. And thank you for joining us. Please join us again for more informative and engaging episodes of Health, Healing, Health and Healing in Hampton Roads.